This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Set by Deakman in the pitch, and Smoke gets a ground ball left side. Beltre picks to his left, throws to second for one, Ruggie to first, and Batista goes after him, and Ruggie pushes Batista, and they're in a fight at second base. Ruggie threw a couple of punches at Batista, and the dugouts have emptied. This is a real Donnybrook. This is not just players standing around. There's a big flesh pile out in short right field. Wow. What was that, Goose? A flesh pile? I know it's not football, but that was a Hall of Fame punch. Maybe uh, one Hall of the Punch that Jose Batista took in your town last weekend. Yeah, Clark Batista violated one of baseball's unwritten rules. He showed up an opponent after he had a homer in Game 5 of the Miracle League Division Series last, last October that eliminated the Rangers. He stared at the pitcher, flipped his bat skyward, and began a slow trot along the bases. Uh, seven months later, it was payback time. Ruggie Odor <laughs> dropped a little don't mess with Texas on him. There you go. Well, hey, Ron, I, you've covered boxing most of your life, so you've seen a lot of yes, punches, sir. some of which have been thrown at you, of course. But um, the, the surprise to me was that Bautista wasn't dropped. I mean, he still stood up. He got rocked, but he still stood. Yeah, he took it pretty good, actually. Uh, he's no Marvin Hagler when it comes to... Uh, uh, chin music, but he took it pretty good. And that was a uh, uh, almost perfectly thrown, thrown right hand. If you look at the pictures of it, he turned, it, he turned the right hand over, as you should, got that little twisting effect as it, as it landed, which adds to your power. Pretty good shot. And uh, you know, Bautista ended up getting his hat knocked off, which will be the only time he's ever compared to Willie Mays. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> you know, Goose, it, mu- it must be something about your state. Because you remember the punch that uh, Houston defensive coordinator Buddy Ryan threw at Kevin Gilbride, I think it was 1993. The catch there, of course, was that Kevin Gilbride was on his team. He was the offensive coordinator on that same Oilers team. And then, of course, speaking of the Oilers or Houston, um, there was a Texans-Redskins brawl that erupted, um, I think it was last summer, in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Anyway, as Goose, as as you mentioned, I I guess you guys mean it when you say, don't mess with Texas. Yeah, let me also add that the WWE set an attendance record at AT AT&T Stadium in April with almost 102,000 showed up to see WrestleMania. Texas loves a good brawl. Was Ruggie on the bill? (laughs) He should be. He'll be on next year's bill. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, speaking of brawls, uh, one of the greatest football fights I ever saw lasted the whole day, went all day long. Uh, Start of the morning at Raiders training camp, uh, Gene Upshaw against Monty Johnson, the linebacker. They got into it pretty good in the morning. Spilled over into the uh, cafeteria at lunchtime. A little added uh, uh, food fight, which was great. Then went on it when they started in the afternoon. Didn't take but about three plays. And they were going at it again to the point where they held each other by the face mask, kneed each other repeatedly, and then began to bat each other with the top of their hats. Plastic was flying everywhere. And Madden waited until they got so tired that they both fell down on their knees, and then he blew the whistle and somebody broke it up. Greatest fight in the history of pro football. Should have played that music. <laughs> Greatest music in pro football. That might have it settled is. them down. 
Well, we're not messing with Texas today. Instead, we've got an all-star lineup of guests and topics, beginning with Hall of Fame cornerback Mel Blunt on the Black College Football Hall of Fame, finding a permanent home in Canton. We've also got former Ravens safety Ed Reed on his new job as assistant coach in Buffalo, and former Chicago and Raiders wide receiver Willie Galt on setting world records, yes, world records in the 100 and 200-meter dashes at the age of 55. We're also going to be hearing from Bay Area columnist Ray Ratto on what's going on with the 49ers and Raiders, as well as state the Hall of Fame case for former Denver cornerback Louis Wright. So let's start with the announcement that the Black College Football Hall of Fame is moving to Canton to be part of the Hall's $500 million plan for a redeveloped Hall of Fame village. It uh, didn't get a lot of play in the media last week, I didn't think, but it's a pretty significant step toward preserving the stories, I think, of historically black colleges, uh, which, by the way, Goose, uh, include 29 of the Hall's 303 inductees. Yeah, the Black College Hall of Fame was founded in 2010, was based in Atlanta, but it didn't have a building. So the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame stepped up and said, we will provide you a home. You know, it may be a wing in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It may come in the form of housing in the Hall of Fame Village Project, but, but it gives the Black College Hall a place to honor and display its honorees and their feats. There will be an annual kickoff classic played at Tom Benson Stadium between two HBCU schools. And the first enshrinement class in Canton could come as early as 2017. Well, as you guys know, the historic black colleges, were in, they really played an instrumental role in the growth of, uh, of pro football in the NFL, although it really began, for the most part, uh, in the AFL, which had far more liberal you know, policies in those days back in the uh, early 60s. But who they would sign, the NFL was signing very few uh, black players and not really scouting the historically black colleges. And, and the AFL, not like they were owned by you know a bunch of descendants from Abraham Lincoln. You know, they were making the move because they needed talent, and that was an untapped source of talent. And uh, you can see that if you just look at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the number of players uh, from those historic black colleges from that era who played in the AFL and ultimately made it into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I think this is a, a good blend and the right place. Well, I said why. I mean, as Goose mentioned, they had a couple of sites in mind, uh, Atlanta and uh, also a campus of a black college. But it just seems to me this makes more sense um, simply because it's going to drive more traffic to um, their hall. And, and as you mentioned, Ron, I mean, they've got stories to tell. And, and when I say traffic, I mean, consultants have estimated that 3 million persons could visit there once the Hall of Fame village is completed, and it's supposed to be completed in 2019. That's a significant upgrade. It's also another positive step in the direction of making Canton a destination city. Right. You know, like I've said in this show before, I think the NFL will conduct its draft in Canton in 2019 to celebrate 100 years of football. Slowly but surely, Canton is carving out a larger chunk of the football map. Uh, Canton as a destination city. I think <laughs> Vegas, I think Paris. I don't know about Canton, but you're right, Goose. I mean, they're trying to do a lot of things, and they're trying to get a lot of doing basically what the Baseball Hall of Fame has done with you know, a, a ton of fields they want to uh, add. So there'll be, you know, flag football tournaments, national tournaments, and, and, and live football tournaments for, uh, at all different levels. Right. So I think you're right. They're, they're doing all they can, and, and this is one more step. Uh, the more things you have there, the, the more reason you have to go and the more time you can spend. Hey, and Ron, money, got the, of course. We got the Canton Chamber of Commerce. Ron wants to talk to you after the show. <laughs> Please <laughs> like stand by, would you? Hey, listen, we're going to hear more on this later in the in this hour. We're, when we speak to Mel Blunt, as who has mentioned, is in the uh, Black College Hall of Fame's Board of Trustees. Um, and that's appropriate since it was Mel whom Hall of Famer Rod Woodson last week on this show singled out as the best cornerback of all time. Anyway, 
congratulations to both the Pro Football Hall and Black College Football Hall for making a good thing happen. And speaking of good things, guys, it's that time of year again when everyone's predicting good things around the NFL, mostly because nobody's lost. And they're all got, they've got perfect records. We have Adrian Peterson telling everyone Minnesota's the team to beat. Uh, Houston's DeAndre Hopkins saying the same thing. No, no, the Texans are the team, but at least in the AFC South. The Jets are saying Christian Hackenberg is more ready to play than you guys think. And San Diego's Brandon Meebane. Yeah, Brandon Meebane, formerly of Seattle. He announced that the Chargers have more talent than Seattle. <laughs> Goose, any of these things get your attention? Yeah, I, keep an eye on Adrian Peterson and the Vikings. You know, they won 11 games last year without a passing game. They should have beaten Seattle in the playoffs. They had not missed that chip shot field goal. You know, Teddy Bridgewater has another year under his, develop, under his belt in his development as a quarterback. And the Vikings have now one of the best receivers in college football when they took uh, Laquan Treadwell of Ole Miss in the first round. You know, Mike Zimmer, the head coach, is one of the best defensive minds in the game today and, and look for the Vikings to feel the top 10 defense this season. I think the NFC is wide open, and I think Minnesota is one of the most intriguing contenders. I did too, uh, Goose, until I heard Adrian Peterson call, uh, uh, say that Teddy Bridgewater reminded him of Tom Brady, which immediately made me think that there's some CTE going on. There's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> you know, I understand he's been hit a lot carrying those footballs around. They both throw the ball with the right arm, Ron. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah, exactly. They both wear shoulder pads. But, but you're right, Dev. But this is the time of year for all this sort of stuff. You know, every team's undefeated. Every team's going to win. Every year, Houston's going to do this. And Cincinnati, every year I pick Cincinnati to do something, they do nothing. So, you know, it's crazy time for everybody. And speaking of crazy, Ron, uh, we've had a crazy litany of preseason injuries with uh, the Sanchez having a thumb surgery, Sammy Watkins surgery for broken foot. Of course, uh, Shaq Lawson needs shoulder surgery. How worried should the Broncos especially be uh, without the Sanchez and with Paxton Lynch a year away from playing? Well, uh, personally, uh, they, they might uh, be more justified being worried about if, if Mark Sanchez w- was healthy, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, but look, he hurt his left thumb, unless he's ambidextrous and what. When I saw him, he was non-dectrous, meaning he couldn't throw with either hand. So yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal to hurt your left hand if you're right-handed. I don't think. Well, I'll tell you what is a big deal. We're going to commercial, but fasten your seatbelt, guys. When we return, we'll hear from Bay Area's H.L. Mencken. That's Comcast Sportsnet's Ray Ratto on all things Oakland and San Francisco. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Rogue Glide Special with a powerful high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, sandwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two sandwiches for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. 
Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two Chris Sandwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price participation vary. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Ron. What does it mean? Yeah, you. Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And you should have called 15 minutes ago, Clark. Save some dough. That's right. Go to Geico.com. And you should have gone 15 minutes ago. Listen to Ron Borges. Just go. All people you know should. <laughs> A lot of people should. They should listen to My Clean PC, too. They should go there, MyCleanPC.com. You know what? If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, our first guest needs no introduction. Uh-uh. We had him on our broadcast during Super Bowl week in San Francisco, and yeah, he was positively negative, which is why we love Ray Ratto, columnist for Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. Now, Ray's been covering Bay Area sports so long, he remembers what it was like uh, when the Raiders were good. Ron, you do too. And I the do. Examiner, yeah, the Examiner was a newspaper, not your primary physician. So, Ray, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. And congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to the only Barry reporter to make two appearances on our show in the space of four months, no less. Well, that's just East Coast bias screaming out at me. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the budget for a long-distance call. Well, here's an East Coast voice screaming out at you. First question, who wins more games this year, 49ers or the Raiders, and who's the better story? Well, the better story is Oakland for two reasons. One, they are going to win more games. And two, they might be leaving. And as much as the fixation in the Bay Area is about the 49ers and how to fix them, they're not going to get fixed for a while. They've got so many holes in so many places, and they're still digging new ones. So... They're literally going to have to demolish more before they can actually start turning this around, if they can turn it around at all. So, no, Oakland is very much the better story, also because it might be the one that has a 
throwing a shelf life. Well, Mr. Hockey, what, if anything, can keep the Raiders in Oakland past this season? And are you as optimistic as the Las Vegas mayor that they're heading for the Strip? Well, three things lead me to the conclusion that Vegas is very real for them. One, nothing is ever going to get done in Oakland. Uh, you, I, and Judge will all be safely dead before that happens. <laughs> I'll be in one of those holes in San Francisco. The and I'll be old enough to vote. <laughs> you won't be able to afford the real estate around which the hole is dug. <laughs> uh, secondly, uh, Mark Davis has some uh, minority, I guess, investors. They're not really they're not really owners who are pretty well tied into some other big owners in the league, uh, most specifically. Uh, Bob Kraft and Ziggy Wilf, and I think if a orderly transition of influence can be organized by the league, I think any opposition to the Raiders going to Vegas could easily be overcome. And third, if San Diego gets its stadium and the Chargers don't exercise their option, Dan Cronkie's deal with either San Diego or, or, uh, or the Raiders is so onerous that it would make them like third-class tenants in a two-tenant building forever. Because Dan Cronkie, that's how his businesses operate. He's going to squeeze your shoes till your feet fall off, and then he's going to sell you coasters so you can get around. And that's how that works. So I think Mark knows Oakland is not viable. He knows that Los Angeles is a way to feel very uncomfortable every day. And Vegas is a place where he can be loved as he slowly but surely is weaned from operational control of the team. Well, doesn't it also make sense, uh, Ray, because of the proximity to L.A.? You know, there's a zillion L.A. people come into Vegas every weekend. They can drive. They don't have to fly. A lot of them are coming in there anyway. And the Raiders have long time had a natural you know, constituency there from when, they, from when they were there back in the day. So it's, it would seem to me that they don't have to draw just from the city, uh, which isn't that big a town. Uh, but they can draw from Los Angeles, which obviously is a huge town. Well, okay, but that that covers 10 game days, including the two exhibition games. What you have to do in the modern NFL to become a factor is either already be a billionaire or generate year-round business out of a a 10-day-a-year sport. And that's where the trick is. So it's not just the fact that it's close to L.A. and people will come out 10 times a year to fill a stadium. It's what else you do with the stadium, who has control of the income that comes from there, and how you get an entire city, even a small one, to be really involved with the team on a day-to-day basis. I mean, Cincinnati is smaller than Vegas. Vegas will not be the smallest metropolitan area in the NFL if this happens. So the trick for the Raiders, whoever operates them, is to make them a going daily concern in a city where the going daily concern is the casino business. That will be the trick, and it'll take somebody very clever with some fairly deep pockets to make that work. Hey, Ray, and we're speaking with Ray Rado, columnist for the Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. And, and, Ray, isn't, though, the trick also overcoming opposition within the NFL? I mean, historically, the league has been against moving anything, any franchise, to Las Vegas. Now, I realize they're warming up to it, but... Don't you see that as a potential problem? No, because there aren't enough votes, I think, to keep them out. Jerry Jones, who apparently is going crazy because he likes to telegraph all his moves to let everybody know that he's a power broker, (laughs) uh, has already said, oh, I don't think there'll be any problem. 
he speaks for a wing of owners that says, we don't care where you put the team as long as there's money at the end of it. The hardliners against Vegas are fewer and fewer with every passing year. John Mara, Dan, uh, the Roonies. Uh, but even even the women who operate uh, the Bears and the Lions, they don't care anymore. They've got their own concerns. The only other person that I could see being adamantly against the Raiders in Las Vegas would be would be Mike and Bill Bidwill because that cuts close into their territory. But you know that, you know, Dean Spanos doesn't care. You know that Stan Kroenke will fight for the Raiders to move to Vegas because that means he can have L.A. to himself if San Diego, you know, gets his stadium. You know, Jed York, who doesn't have any influence, but he's a vote nonetheless, you know, he'll vote for the Raiders to leave. I just don't know where the natural opposition to them comes because how many old line owners are left in this league? Clark Hunt's not going to care. Um, I mean, he's slowly but surely being a power broker himself, but you know, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to fight for that because it doesn't really impact his part of the business. So I don't know where the opposition would come from. There might, there might be people who would talk about voting no, so they could see if they could extort some sort of bounty. From the from the people who want him to move and say, look, you can have my vote if X. But I don't think that, I don't think you have eight hard or nine hardline votes to keep around. Uh, Ray, just we got about thirty seconds here. Quickly across the bay, Harbaugh Balky lasted four years. What do you give Kelly Balky in Santa Clara? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why so no, generous? It, it, nothing's going to happen on this until one of two things happens. Either Kelly turns the team around and basically makes what we would expect to be the power play. It says, look, I fixed your problem. Why don't I get more say? Or the problem doesn't get fixed. And Jed York looks at Balky not as an ally, but as part of the problem. Only then you'll get that. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. We got to run. You know what? One other thing I want to mention. If you need a realtor in Vegas, Ron's going to help you. He'll, you know. I'll hook you right up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be trust Ron to open a can that was already open. <laughs> You'll be huge in Vegas. Yeah. You'll be huge. Ray Ratto's huge everywhere, Ray. Thanks very much. I was calling this Ray Ratto for Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. Up next, we'll hear from Hall of Famer Mel Blunt on the Black College Football Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 12th century architect having a conversation with a modern-day contractor. Where art thou quartz drawbridges and marble gargoyles? Literally, there's not going to be any of that. What say the of a moat? I needeth choices, like how Noble Progressive has so many different coverage options to help protect your small business. Yeah, but the flying buttress is still out. My heavens, you're unfaltering. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to learn about coverage that's right for your small business. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The new Lowrider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. 
so powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 113016. Rules at hd.com ultimate sweeps. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Well, earlier in the show, we mentioned that the Black College Football Hall of Fame has found a permanent home. And it has in Canton, Ohio, where it will join with the Pro Football Hall of Fame as part of a $500 million renovation project called the Hall of Fame Village. And while it's scheduled for completion in 2019, induction ceremonies could take place as early as next year. Here to talk about it is Hall of Fame cornerback Mel Blunt, who's on the Black College Football Hall of Fame Board of Trustees, and whom Rod Woodson, another Hall of Fame defensive back, last week on this program named as the greatest cornerback in NFL history. Mel, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, guys. Good to be on your show. Mel, it seems like this is just a perfect marriage. I mean, um, there are 29 Hall of Famers who attended historically black colleges and universities, including yourself, uh, guys like Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, Art Shell, and William Neer. Most people know about you guys, but what they may not know are the stories of others in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. And I think there are, what, 64 inductees? As of now, there's uh, 63, I think, inductees. Okay. Okay, but um, they're going to people now are going to have a chance at this venue um, that consultants project could attract three million dollars, about three million persons. I'm sorry per year, um, and that's going to be to me really good for everyone. The hall, the Black College Hall of Fame. It just seems like it's this idea is the hall of very very good things to happen. Don't you agree? Well, there's no question about it. Uh, we have been looking for several years for a permanent home. We talked to other HBC schools. We talked to people in Atlanta about uh, buildings that were available. And, you know, it's just amazing how things worked out. And we also talked to the College Football Hall of Fame. But there's something special happening with the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. We got a tremendous, and I, and I really mean this, a tremendous leader in David Baker, a visionary, a guy who can I mean, he can get things done. He, he's a smart guy. He's committed. And when we went to him with this idea, it was like it was a no-brainer. He, he said he thought it was a great idea. Went back and talked with uh, board members there at the Hall of Fame. And, you know, they agreed to, uh, to house us there. And I, I, and I think it's good uh, not only for us, for like College Football Hall of Fame, but it's good for football. It's good for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Because you mentioned earlier, if you take away all the contributors that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just looked at the players, 
10% of those players come from historical black college. And that's a tremendous accomplishment and a tremendous statement to be said that, you know, 10% of uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame are uh, players from historically black colleges and probably should be more. But at least what we get chance to do is to preserve the history, the same thing that the Pro Football Hall of Fame is doing, and uh, honor the, the players who, who played at these historically black colleges. Mel, you're on the board of trustees with Jack Harris, Doug Williams, Willie Lanier, and Archell. How did you get involved? Well, I was contacted by, by Shaq. Uh, he and Doug Williams had this foundation, and uh, they were given scholarships and honoring uh, kids who played uh, at predominantly black colleges. And then they came up with the idea. This was their concept and their idea to start this black college football hall of fame. And they reached out to guys like myself and Willie Lanier and Art Shell to, to be involved. We had a lot of conference calls, a lot of meetings. We're excited to be where we are, but it, it's been a journey uh, up to this point, and I'm sure the journey will continue. But we're blessed to be able to have that uh, relationship with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and to be able to uh, realize some of the, the dreams and the vision that these gentlemen, Shaq and uh, Doug William, has. And that's really as I said earlier, to to honor the guys who played at these historical black colleges and also to help other kids who are coming along and recognize people who have made contributions. You know, you got a guy uh, like Eddie Robertson, you know, is just one of many great coaches, Jake Gaither and people like that who are legendary coaches in, in the history of black college football. Well, Mel, uh, you came out of... Uh... Uh, high school in Georgia. If if you were a kid today, 17 years old, every college in America would be recruiting you. You probably would have been, you know, get a car from Georgia, another one from Georgia Tech, something from Florida, and so so forth and so on. But, you know, as, as you know, back in the day, uh, a lot of those conferences, the Southeastern Conference, uh, they, weren't, they weren't integrated at all for a long time. I think until 1967, they weren't at all. And consequently, a lot of great talent went to these historically black colleges. Do you think at all that there's some sort of sadness in a way? Obviously, a lot of great things came from from the integration changes that opened up all those schools to great black players, but it sort of hurt the Gramblings and the and the Southerns and, and those schools that, that used to get all you great players. Do you ever think back at all that there's a sort of sad side to it as well, a, a sort of loss for those schools that for so long had those great, great players? Well, you know, a lot of things happened uh, when integration came along. Uh, I think one of the things that happened, it did hurt the predominantly black colleges, but I think also families uh, started to uh, disintegrate. And when you see what's going on now with our young black males in these inner cities, and you know, one of the things that happened when integration came along, you lost all your black male teachers and and coaches uh, in these high schools, and so there was really no role model or male figure who not only kids could look up to, but these people could address the issues of these young people because they understood what they were dealing with and they understood in a lot of cases some of the anger that they were carrying. Yeah, a lot of things happened, but, you know, one thing uh, that I've seen over the years and I noticed from from being a black man is that we are a resilient people. And so we, we can adapt and adjust and I think one of the things that has happened is that we haven't adjusted 
the way we should have, and, and some of the adjustments that was made has been detrimental because, you know, you go from working in the cotton fields and, and working in the fields to selling drugs, so there's a, there's a big difference in working and earning a living and, and developing character and understanding the importance of hard work versus, you know, pushing drugs for a quick dollar. And so, I mean, when you, it's, it's a whole different subject when you start talking about integration and the effects of it that we've seen over the years. So, but I'm happy and, and, and really grateful that I had my opportunity to uh, live back in those times. And so I have both perspectives of the before and after. I think for young people, for anybody who really wants to succeed, they just have to get laser focused and be ready to uh avoid distractions and, and keep working towards the things that they want to accomplish in life. No, quick question. We've got about 30 seconds left here. You mentioned role models. Who was your role model as a young man? Well, believe it or not, it was my father uh, because he was one of the guys who would help organize the, uh, the meetings and, uh, you know, the marches and everything that was going on in the civil rights movement. And then Obviously, we had uh, I had black coaches. One guy by the name of Jimmy Thacker who set us all down in a big circle one day and on the field, and he started reading the article from a kid he had sent to a small college, uh, Allen University in, in South Carolina. A guy by the name of Charles Bryant. He started reading these articles about Charles Bryant scored the winning touchdown. Or Charles Bryant ran for so many yards and had so many touchdowns and. And I was one of those kids sitting in that circle, and, and I said this, and it's almost like prophesizing. I said, one day he's going to be reading about me to some other kids. Well, he wasn't reading about it, but some coaches or somebody in that community was telling their kids about, oh, yeah, that kid that's on that Super Bowl team is from our hometown. So it was people like that. And, uh, you know, I came from a, a close-knit family. I'm the youngest of 11 kids. and so we, we had a close bond, and so we all supported and worked together in the fields and looked out for each other. So it was a great life. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. Well, Mel, this has been a great interview, and we want to thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on an idea and on an initiative that's going to make a difference. Well, thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, thanks Mel. That was Hall of Famer Mel Blunt. Up next, the case for Louis Wright going to the Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise... Give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line. Like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp. 
for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our Geico bill with the Geico app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the Geico app. Thank you. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosler, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, Ron, here we go again. What the meme of Geico says, just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Means get on it. 15 minutes ago, could have saved yourself a lot of money. You could you use should it. be listening to Ron, right? Go to Geico.com. You should also go to MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free, yes, free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know, we started this hour talking about Major League Baseball, so I figured, well, why not end with the same subject, or at least a nod to the same subject. Uh, baseball last week celebrated the start of Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. It started May 15th, 1941, or 75 years ago. And it's a streak that some say never will be eclipsed. In fact, uh, the closest anyone's come was Pete Rose's 44-game hit streak in 1978. So that got me to thinking. We were going to celebrate a streak in the NFL, one of Joe DiMaggio proportions. Goose, what would it be? Derek, cue up the marching band. Oh, Football's geez. most untouchable streak belongs to oh. a Spartan. Morton Anderson scored a point in 360 consecutive games over the final 25 years of his career. With the money in today's NFL, who's going to stick around and play 25 years once has to score a point in every game? Who is that band is? Love that band. Love that oh. band. God. Band Spartan. one, Raiders two. <laughs> I'm rooting for the zombies against the Spartans. <laughs> uh, I'd say, Clark, uh, it's your old stopping grounds. The San Francisco 49ers record for most games without being shut out. 420. Good one. Between 1977 and 2004. The next closest team, shockingly, Cleveland Browns at 274. I'm no mathematician, but there's about a 40% difference between those numbers, I think. Seems like the record is safe for a few more decades. I like it, Ron. You know what? I like it so much. I'm staying there. I'm going with Jerry Rice's career numbers. 1,548 catches, almost 23,000 yards receiving, and almost 200 touchdowns, 197. Ah, sorry. Can't touch that. Hey, by the way, guys, interesting note. Speaking of that baseball record, Robin Ventura, Manager of the White Sox, you know he had a 58-game hitting streak in college, NCAA Division I record. And, Ron, a wow. Division Three record, 60 games. Guy from Salve Regina in Newport, Rhode Island. Anyway. Um, former Denver, I went 60 games without a hit. Is that a record? <laughs> that's right. Former Denver cornerback. Louis Wright didn't have a hitting streak, but he could hit, and he could cover, and he could play special teams. What he couldn't do, of course, was get into the Hall of Fame, and he still can't. And I don't get it. He can't get a sniff. I, I don't understand it. Uh, of course, if you're a Denver fan, you do. Broncos have been to eight Super Bowls and have only four, repeat, four players in the Hall who spent significant portions of their career with them. Uh, Randy Gratishar should be in. I think so should Steve Atwater. And I was on this show before saying, I think former coach in front of the show, 
Dan Reeves should be in, be in too. And uh, Louis Wright, well, to me, he qualifies. I mean, he qualifies as a five-time Pro Bowler when that meant something, a two-time first-team All-Pro and an all-decade choice. Yet he hasn't even been a finalist, which means he hasn't been discussed ever. And that's what I don't understand. He was so good that former draft expert Joe Buxbaum in 1979 named him the game's top corner over Mike Haynes and Mel Blunt, who we just heard about and heard from. And they're both Hall of Famers. Um, the reason Louis Wright could tackle is great in run support, could jam receivers on the line or reroute them through Denver's zone defense. And he was so good in coverage, quarterback stayed away from him with Louis allowing only one touchdown in 1984. What he couldn't do, of course, is intercept passes. He had only 26 for his career, and critics tell me his hands weren't all that good. I don't know about that, but I do know there must have been a reason quarterbacks didn't throw to his side, and there was. Louis Wright said former defensive coordinator Joe Collier was a shut-down cornerback. What he's not, of course, is a Hall of Fame finalist. And that's wrong, guys. I'm not saying he belongs, but I'm saying he has a resume to be discussed. So let's discuss him. So in the Orange Cars defense, somebody should be in who? Wright or Gratishar? Yeah, Goose, I, I probably have to go with Gratishar first, um, even though he wasn't all-decade choice. But in anticipation of a question like this, I checked with a GM in that division, and he said Randy Gratishar was the guy who worried them most, and you can see why. I mean, he was a six-time All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year, and someone who has uh, a Hall of Fame resume. Uh, you, you just look at what Randy Gratishar did. He led the team and the league in tackles. In fact, he's got the career record for most tackles. So um, I think Gratishar, and I go back to Bucksbaum also, who said he was maybe the smartest and most underrated ever. So, yeah, I'd have to go Randy Gratishar. Well, Louis Wright knows that sound, and it's not Canton calling. It's our two-minute drill where today I'm going to ask the questions. Ron and Rick are going to answer them. So, Derek, let's get to it. Pop Warner's eliminating kickoffs this year, guys, for the three youngest divisions. How soon before the NFL follows? The day after the NFL awards expansion franchise to China. <laughs> Not soon enough, you ask me. They keep moving up the kickoff anyway. White Shoes Johnson was playing today. He'd have to be in the stands to return a kick. <laughs> Adrian Peterson says Teddy Bridgewater reminds him of Tom Brady? Whom does he remind you of? Phil Simms. Bridge over troubled waters. Or maybe not. You says DeAndre Hopkins says the Texans are the team to beat in the AFC South. What do you say? I see. I like the quarterbacks and the other three AFC South teams better. I say DeAndre Hopkins will never work as an odds maker in Vegas. Tom Brady's cookbook is sold out. Yeah, Ron, sold out. At $200 a copy, who's buying it? All those folks invited to a Sunday afternoon cookouts those first four weeks of the season. <laughs> Clark and idiots, which sometimes is one and the same. <laughs> Ouch. Matt Forte says he wants to lead the league in rushing. So what are his chances? Zero. The Jets are allowed one rushing champion per generation, and Curtis Martin has used up the quota. Agreed. Same as Goose's. That would be nil-nil. <laughs> What's the first thing Andrew Luck buys when he signs a new contract? A defense. That 26th ranked unit isn't going to get it done for him. You get that. A left tackle or increased health insurance. Tom Coffin wants back in the NFL, guys. So where does he land? Where he belongs at home playing with his grandkids. Exactly. He lands on the sofa. Where lies the longest? TSA checkpoints at O'Hare? Hamilton the musical? Or the Talk of Fame guest list? Monday morning's O'Hare, Friday night, Hamilton. But on Wednesday evening, it's all Talk of Fame Network. Oh, good plug. TSAs are the longest. Ours are the most interesting. <laughs> nice. Jason Witten says the Cowboys are more motivated than ever. Why? This may be his last season. 
They need more perspiration and less motivation. If his Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio says Leonard Floyd's weight isn't an issue, then why do the Bears have him eating every other hour? Like Ron and I, he likes food. <laughs> I got a better idea. The owners just bought a grocery store chain. Why hasn't anyone signed Dwight Freeney? He's Ron's age. <laughs> because he takes off more time than teachers. True or false, Dwight Freeney winds up in the Hall of Fame. False, not sure he's a better candidate than Robert Mathis. True, admission's only 24 bucks, but he'll have to bring his own bus. <laughs> That's the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll talk to former wide receiver, now track star Willie Gold, as well as former Baltimore safety Ed Reed, now an assistant coach with Buffalo. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Motorcycle and car insurance bundled like macaroni and cheese. Please, I got discounts up the wazoo. Yahoo! Saving money, riding down the open road on my bike, dropping fine rhymes, then dropping the mic. Assuming that's okay with the venue. Bundle your motorcycle and car insurance and save with Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all stages or situations. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms at Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. The new Lowrider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US in DC. Ends 113016. Rules at hdcom slash ultimate sweeps. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon. Egg. Cheese. Croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two sandwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price participation vary. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes... You can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Of course, this is our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming up, you're going to hear from former Baltimore safety Ed Reed, now an assistant secondary coach for Buffalo, on why it's tough for safeties to make it to Canton. But first, well, first we want to get to former Chicago and Los Angeles Raiders wide receiver Willie Galt, a member of the Super Bowl shuffling Chicago Bears. But that's not why he's here with us. Nope. Willie's moved on to other things, and what a story. The young man who led the 85 Bears in receiving yardage and kickoff return yardage was named last week the USA Track and Fields Athlete of the Week after 
at the age of 55, setting world records in his age group in the 100 and 200-meter dashes. He finished the 111.3. That's uh, 18 one-hundredths better than the previous record set in 2008. The 223.24 better in the previous mark of 23.36. It's not easy to catch Willie, but we have, even if after he's just stepped off the track at UCLA, which is true. Willie Gall, thanks for joining us. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Willie, I, I mentioned those world marks. I mean, they're for the 55 and older age group. You also set marks for the same distances in the 45 to 49 age group and the 50 to 54 age group. I mean, guys your age and in our age aren't supposed to be fast, but apparently uh, you didn't get the memo. So you've been a world-class runner for over three decades. Uh, how do you do it? And, and whom do you train with? And where do you train? You train at UCLA, but how do you do it? Right. Well, I, I think I, I do it because I never stopped. Um, I've always loved running. Running has been a pure sport. You know, I have God-given ability. My mother ran track. My father was a pretty good athlete. Um, so I, I got it inherently. And uh, I just love, I love the competition part of it. And it's something I can do until I'm, I die, really. I mean, I, there's people who are running 100. So I can do it hypothetically until I'm, I, I die. And I don't really have to rely on anyone else but myself. I mean, it's not like I have to rely on a quarterback and throw me a ball or anything else. It's just me against the clock. And I, I trained with a guy named John Smith, who, you know, he, he holds the world record in the 400-yard dash, which sure. they don't run anymore. Right. And John is a legendary coach who's coached people like Maurice Green, Otto Bolden, and, you know, just names goes on and on. Carmita Jetter, who's the second fastest woman in history. I trained with her. I trained with a guy named Gil Roberts. And uh, there's about, you know, 14 of us, Tyson Gates out there. Uh, he trains with us. Allison Felix is out there. I mean, we train at UCLA, and it's a great atmosphere, and it makes for, um, you know, conditioning and training really well. Well, the height of any track athlete's career is the opportunity to compete in the Olympic Games. You were a member of the 1980 U.S. team that boycotted the Moscow Olympics. How disappointing was your lack of participation? Well, it was very disappointing at the time, but we didn't realize because, I mean, I was 18 years old. I didn't realize, you know, the uh, significance of it. I thought, okay, don't worry, I'll make the next Olympic team. You know, it's just the way you go as a kid. But, you know, it was very disappointing, even though we had an alter alternative Olympics, that actually more countries were there represented than at the Olympic Games in Moscow, and that was something like a, you know, not, almost like kissing your sister in a sense. It, it was rewarding, but not because you weren't at the real Games. Uh, but I, I did get an opportunity later on to, to be in the 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, which was great, opening ceremonies and all that was really fun. And, got a chance to compete there so it did help a little bit but you know that was unfortunate because it had nothing to do with sports it was all politics and politics and sports shouldn't really match in that sense because all it did was hurt the athletes with chain for four to six years to be in the olympics and then get an opportunity to go and i think it was really a disjustice to us because nothing happened the russian state in afghanistan and the war went on and you know it's like they didn't care and they didn't you mentioned the Calgary Olympics, uh, Willie, and of course, uh, as, as you mentioned, you were uh, on the bobsled team, I believe on the two-man team. Interesting sort of circumstance there because for you were still playing pro football at the time. And four years later, of course, for Walker, uh, you kind of blazed the trail for him to, to also be a bobsledder. I'm kind of wondering two things. A, what's it, what did it feel like to be that kind of a trailblazer? And B, What's the difference between running on a track and running on ice? Well, yeah, I, rec I recruited Herschel, and uh, the next year after I'd been in the Olympics, I also recruited uh, Edwin Moses and a couple other guys. It was really cool. The difference is that running on the ice, you got to have these spikes, of course. They're little spikes, and it's cold. I mean, I'm from a warm brother uh, city like uh, Georgia and then L.A., but then in Chicago. So it was somewhat cold, but 
I, I don't like to call as much, but it was fun because, you know, I got an opportunity to compete for my country and, and be in the Olympic Games and the Winter Olympics and Summer Olympics, you know, basically. So it was, um, I, that was one of my goals coming out of high school. I wanted to be in both Winter and Summer Olympics. And I, I actually achieved what I wanted to from a standpoint of me being able to make it to both. So it was uh, a really a rewarding time for me. I had fun meeting the guys and competing and traveling around the world and Austria and Germany and, and uh, Russia. And it was just really fun. We're speaking with former wide receiver now, track star and always track star, Willie Gold on the Talk of Fame Network. And Willie talked about uh, achieving what you wanted to get accomplished and traveling the world and getting all these things done. I guess my question is, at this stage of your life, I mean, what drives you to compete? You've done so much. You won a Super Bowl. You've been on an Olympic team in the Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics. You weren't, but I mean, you were uh, you're just an accomplished athlete, and now you're a world record holder. Um, most guys your age are, are retired or they're on the first tee. So what makes you go out there every day to the UCLA track, go out there every day and work with those guys and to do the track workouts? Well, I'm on the tee, too. I, I love golf. So when it's time I get a chance to play, I play. You know, I play in a lot of celebrity tournaments, and it's really cool. I really enjoy it. It's a great game to meet people and to interact with people and, and, and build relationships. I, mean, I, I think my driving force is I just love what I do. I love being in shape. I love, you know, what it feels like. I love the young kids because it makes me young. My training partners, you know, Gil Roberts and Kamiya Jetter, uh, Tyson Gay, uh, Yusef Maserati, all those guys, and now Blake Leeper, who is the, you know, the guy who won the goal for he has no legs. So, and, and Coach Smith and Coach Karen Conroy and those guys and in the weight room, seeing all the people, it's just a great atmosphere and it makes for a healthy living. Look, I want to live as long as I can and be as healthy as I can. I don't want to live if I can't do the things I'm doing now. I want to, you know, just be around. I want to try to, you know, live as the way I want to live for as long as I can. And also to be able to help others. I, I be, I'm able to help people by training them and working out with them, giving them advice. And, you know, the rewards are I run well, and I, I break, I'm able to break records, and I have to thank Bill Collins who set the records out there, and I have to go get them. And, and by the way, I did also have the 40 to 45 record of 10:49 and 21:49, but it didn't, somehow they didn't record it. So I've, I've actually booked the record from 40 to 45, 45 to 50, 50 to 55, and now 55 and over. So well, I guess I'll try for 60 and over. I'm not real sure if I'll run that up, but maybe. I just I like it. I just love the sport. I love to be in shape, and uh, I love to try to beat the odds. And people always say you can't do something. I want to prove that you can. You know, it's one of those things. Like in football, you know, I, I went out and I did my best. I was always in shape. I was always on time. I knew my plays. I very, I made very little mistakes. And I led my team every year in Chicago for five years. We didn't throw the ball that much, granted, but I led the team every year, and catches and average for catch and everything else. So I think that that goes for something. And you know, I played the game the way it was supposed to be played. I played hard. You know, I, I gave it my all. I have nothing but fond memories from it. And it was very rewarding. I, I, it's a blessing to be able to play in the National Football League. And I accepted that. And I respected it a, a lot. Hey, Willie, I'm from, from an era when track relays were really a big deal. The Drake relays, the Kansas relays, Texas and the Penn relays. Penn relay, Penn relays, right. Exactly. Right, right. Now, now it's, it's rare that you ever hear or, or see them in the newspaper or television. What's happened to the sport in this country? Well, I think the other sports have gotten so commercial. I mean, you talk about football, who's a you know, multi-$10 billion before they even play a game, and basketball, you know, billions of dollars, and, and soccer and hockey. With all those sports, and, 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 and track and field, basically, when you think about it, it's really a four-year sport. Every four years, people get excited about it because of the Olympics. And in between that four years, you know, you got athletes who are struggling, athletes who are trying to get contracts, athletes who are running, and you got the, the haves and the have-nots. 
and the have-nots really struggle. And so it makes for an interesting uh, dilemma. And so it just the interest level. People can only um, concentrate for a little period. Track and field takes almost all day. It's a four- or five-hour event, basically. Sure, the 100 comes and it's over in nine seconds, but the rest of the track meet takes a long time. So people don't, don't want it. They want instant gratification. And, sometimes, and track has been hurt by that and also just by the popularity of the other sports. But in Europe, track is, you know, number two. It's, it's behind soccer. But here in the U.S. is number four or five, maybe six. So it's just it's unfortunate, but that's where it is because it's the purest of all the sports, really. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you think about it, you know, everyone runs track. If you're playing basketball, you're running track down the court. If you're playing soccer, you're definitely running track down the, 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 the course. If you're playing football, you're running track. If you're, you know, the only thing you're not running track is playing golf. <laughs> hockey, hockey, you're sort of skating down the track, which is almost just feel like a running motion. So track is the, the basis for which all sports are really, I mean, 95% of the sports are based on. Right. Uh, Willie, we've got to run. Thanks for the time. But as I said, more than anyone else, I know you can appreciate this. We've got to run. Thanks very much, <laughs> no Willie. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, best of luck All to you. All the same. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take All care. Right. Thanks, Willie. That was former wide receiver Willie Galton, now a track star again. Coming up, why we like what the Atlanta Falcons are doing. Yeah, the Falcons, and why we're puzzled by the Hall's failure to warm up to safeties. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissantwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. The new Lowrider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 11-30-16. Rules at h-d.com slash ultimate sweeps. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. 
Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a, what kind of diagnosis, Ron? Freebies! We love them. The best kind. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Also brought to you by Geico. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Every so often in this program, we have a weekly Hall of Fame, Hall of Lame segment, Hall of Shame, whatever you want to call it. And while that's not going to happen today, we do want to recognize someone that should be a Hall of Fame nominee. And that someone is the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons for doing the unthinkable, namely rolling back the prices on concessions for their new stadium. Uh, did you guys see the story? Ron, Rick, did you see this? I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's pretty good. I mean, the people love it. And why not? They're the lowest prices at a major sports team venue. And Ron, it's like this. It's like Bernie Sanders just bought the Falcons and declared them the People's Republic of Atlanta. Gotta love it. <laughs> Um, You know, when fans attend their first game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which will be next year, they can get a bottomless soda, meaning unlimited refills, for $2. The same as a bottle of water, a hot dog, a box of popcorn, and a pretzel. But that's not all. Slice of pizza, peanuts, fries, $3 each. Cheeseburger, $5. You know what, Rick? Ron? I think we should plan on going to a Falcons game next year for dinner. Clark, that's all great, but clue me in on the cost of the ticket and parking. All the money I may be saving on concessions, I may be spending just to get in the building. You know, generosity like this is rare in sports. It generally comes at a cost. Generosity. How much a bag of peanuts cost? About 11 cents. Goose man, Rich McKay is calling for you now, too. Right. We had the Chamber of Commerce from Ken calling for Ron earlier. Yeah, Rich McKay calling for you. He wants to talk to you afterwards. I will, I will say this, though, Clark. You're right about one thing. Dinner at the stadium is a lot better reason to go there than watching the Falcons <laughs> yeah. play. That's, that's for sure. It's a BC quarterback you're trashing. I know. He's the upside of that operation. Yeah. Hey, the upside-downside. Goose, <laughs> contrast that with your Detroit Lions. Yeah, Ugh. your Lions, who for the third straight year raised ticket prices, and this after a 7-9 and nine finish. Guys, there should be a rule in the NFL that if you make the playoffs, you are allowed to raise ticket prices. If you miss the playoffs, you must reduce prices. Like it. Only the Cardinals have gone longer without an NFL title than the Lions. It's 59 years now and counting under my system the Lions would be paying their fans to attend the games. <laughs> sort of like relegation like over there in the premiership. That would be pretty good. They'd be relegating their money. I like it. Wow. Well, anyway, a big shout-out, at least for me, to the Atlanta Falcons for uh, giving us a sticker shock that we like. Yeah. And speaking of shock, Goose, uh, people may be surprised to know they're only, oh, like, what, seven, eight, nine? I don't know what it is. Uh, pure safeties. Not many. Seven. A handful of safeties in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
Um, though they shouldn't uh, have any questions, they listen to this show because we bring up that figure all the time. You're right, it's seven. Um, we're going to have former safety Ed Reed coming up shortly, in fact, in the, in the next segment. And we can ask him why he thinks the hall doesn't embrace the position. But for the moment, Rick, I'm going to ask you, why doesn't it? Well, it's not just the safety position. It's tight ends, guards, centers, fullbacks, defensive tackles, middle linebackers. The players who line up in the middle of the field are considered, rightly or wrongly, non-impact positions. It's the players on the edge who get the preferential treatment and the love from their employers and the Hall of Fame selection committee. Cover corners, edge rushers, left tackles, wide receivers, running backs. Those are the players who rely on speed. Those are the impact players. It's why cornerbacks get the nod over safeties, wide receivers get the nod over tight ends. It's all a matter of perception. Well, that's right, but uh, but when we started covering, if you guys remember, uh, I'm not sure you can still remember, but if you do, you know, safeties were often considered the guys who couldn't play corner. You know, the Raiders would would bring in every defensive back and try him at corner first, no matter what his college position was. And then if he couldn't play corner, they'd, they'd move him to safety, with the exception of Jack Tatum, of course, who just was, everybody knew where he was going to play. And I, and I think that that's colored a lot of it, you know, that, that sort of perception uh, that was been ingrained for decades, really, uh, that safeties were guys who couldn't play corner. So they were less than. But Ron, Which was stupid, a, but true. It is, I, I agree, but it seems as if... We're going to have a breakthrough pretty soon here. I mentioned Ed Reed. He's going to get in, and, and he, he may get in. He will. As the first, yeah, he, I'm probably as a first-time candidate. I say may. I think he probably will go in, much as Goose doesn't like to hear that slam dunk, but I think he probably is as close to a slam dunk as there is. Um, Troy Palomalo, I would think, would get in there too, although, Ron, I know you've been ambivalent about him in the past. Saw him um, play and, too many times going left when everybody else was going right, including well, the ball. Well, I still think he's going to get in. And, and we had former safety Steve Atwater and John Lynch. As Hall of Fame finalists this year, with Lynch making it to the final 10. So at least it seems there's some movement here, Ron. Yeah, well, no, I agree with you there. I think there is, and, and, and uh, we've all been beating the drum for that. Uh, you know, and I agree with you on Reed. Uh, you know, another guy, you know, Darren Sharper was one of those guys who was heading that uh, direction until he uh, changed the perception of himself and ended up in the slammer, which would really cut into right. your Hall of Fame chances, you know. <laughs> Uh, but as a player, you know, he was another one of those very impactful guys. And it became a time, I think, because of the change in the passing game uh, that, uh, you know, safeties became more impactful players and more obviously impactful players, which, you know, for some of our brethren voting, obvious is a necessary thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you mentioned Sharper because I just was looking over the uh, list of last year's or actually this year's candidates, 2016, but when we voted last year. And I came to Darren Sharper and went, looked at his resume. Well, he's an impressive resume. Yeah. Until you get to his prison resume. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the only God. numbers you should wear are two. You're wearing more than two <laughs> numbers at the same time, not a good thing. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, that said, when I'm talking about a breakthrough, uh, Gooseman, uh, it still doesn't account for the refusal of the Hall to put in, to me, Hall of Fame-worthy candidates. And you know this better than anyone. Eddie Matter, for instance, you bang the drum for. Johnny Robinson, you also have Cliff Harris, Dick Anderson. Go down the list. Kenny Easley. I mean, even Leroy Butler's on that list. And, of course, Steve Atwater, uh, whom we've had on the show. And, and I, I saw, and, and Goose, and I know you're in favor of him as well, but I thought he was a terrific player too. But all but Johnny Robinson were all decade choices. But, again, Goose, you know him well. That's because, to me, it seems like he spent the bulk of his career in the AFL where he was a member of the all-AFL team, and, and that kind of hurt his chances. Well, you know, he's been in the room six times, but he became a casualty of that AFL-NFL war. There were 16 NFL voters and only 10 AFL voters in 1970 when the two leagues merged. So politically, a lot of deserving AFL players were slighted, and none more so than Johnny Robinson. You weren't getting the NFL guys to come over 
to vote for what they believed throughout the 60s was as an in, inferior league. They forget the fact that Johnny Robinson was the third overall pick of the NFL draft, and he was being punished because he went to the other league. Remember the Chinese bandits, who today, of course, would be called the Asian-American bandits. So it goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, your uh, Tigers. Now, look, you guys all know where I stand, and more importantly, where Ronnie Lott stands. Kenny is the greatest safety to ever play, period, exclamation point, end of story. That would be so your opinion. I'm, I, uh, yeah, yeah, and so Ronnie Lotz, who I'll take over yours, my little friend. I'll take Ronnie Lott over Kenny Easley. <laughs> well, that's because you didn't see enough Kenny Easley. But anyway, so there's a side to me that wants to say, you know, until Easley's in there, I'm not voting for any of these guys, but I can't really take that, that position because that would be unfair to a lot of other players. But if Kenny Easley's not in the Hall of Fame, why do they have a Hall of Fame, in my opinion? Okay, well, I'm going to ask you this question then. I'll give you your opportunity. If you had yeah. one chance, a chance to put one safety who's eligible to get in the Hall of Fame, you put him in tomorrow, who would it be, Goose? Johnny Robinson. Best safety, not in the Hall of Fame. Ronnie? Kenny Easley. Kenny Easley, by far the best safety. Not Second in the best Hall of Fame. safety, not in the Hall of Fame. Please, Johnny Robinson. Playing the <laughs> AFL, chasing around a bunch of white guys. <laughs> Slamming the AFL, though. Okay, NFL voter. Okay. And that and short career doesn't bother you, Ron. No, it doesn't. Not in his case, it doesn't. Guy, the, guy, the year he was damn near dying from kidney failure, he made the Pro Bowl in the All-Pro team. Well, I'm dying from kidney failure right now. I got to go, okay? <laughs> Speaking of safety, said to the Hall of Fame, we'll speak to one in just a minute. And that's Ed Reed, now a secondary coach for the Buffalo Bills. So, got to go, guys. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. <laughs> now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Picture it. Your car and home insurance are perfectly bundled. You're saving loads of money, and life is so much easier. You exist in a heightened state of easy peasiness. Life is as easy as it is peasy, as peasy as it is easy. Experience oneness. Bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms at Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. The new Lowrider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 11-30-16. Rules at h-d.com slash ultimate sweeps. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network. 
brought to you by MyCleanPC. You should know that by now. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talking about calling, well, on the phone with us now is one of the greatest safeties to play the position. And as a former Super Bowl champion, nine-time Pro Bowler, eight-time All-Pro, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and an All-Decade choice, a virtual lock to be in the Hall of Fame when he's eligible. For now, however, former Ravens star Ed Reed is learning the ropes as an assistant defensive backs coach with the Buffalo Bills, who are lucky to have him. And you know what? So are we. Ed Reed, you're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. And first question, what do you like more, playing for Rex or coaching for him? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. I appreciate you guys having me on. First off, I um, appreciate that intro, too. <laughs> but, um, of course, it's playing. I would love to be, you know, the guy on the field. You know, ain't nothing like that. But, you know, coaching ain't bad. And at what point in your life or your career did you decide you wanted to continue in football as a coach? And did you approach Rex or did Rex approach you? Um, you know, as a player, um, I was always considered a coach on the field, you know, but that wasn't just on the field. I was in the locker room, you know, as well as in the meeting room. You know, I used to have guys over to the house, you know, catering dinners and making sure we watch a film together just as just to get guys, you know, on the same page for one, but also teaching them, you know, how to watch film, what to look for, stuff like that, you know, because obviously we're trying to win, you know. So, um, and I've been having my, I've been having my football camp in my my hometown since I was a rookie, you know. So, and uh, when I get there, Coach Robichaud, the head coach over there, basically is just, you know, you go ahead and run it, you know, but we run it together. You know, and uh, so I've been coaching kids, coaching for for some time now. You know, I didn't I didn't think I'd be coaching in the league as soon as I did, um, as soon as now, should I say? Because I just didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I knew it, would, it probably would happen because I knew college, you know, was a good ways away for me coaching there. You know, you more of a father figure in college. You know, I was son myself, so I wasn't going to spend all that time away from him when I. I was home this offseason, and Rex gave me a call. You know, it probably happened back when we was in New York with the Jets, though, because I kind of, you know, helped the DBs out over there a bit, bit, and Rex knew that. And so he called me called me this offseason and um, just kind of initiated the conversation, you know, asked me if I wanted to coach, how would I like it, you know, and it went from there. Well, being up here in, in Boston, Ed, you know, I've heard many times Belichick talk about uh, you as a uh, such an intelligent player, and and Brady's told me many times you drove him insane, and that he would look up and you would where you weren't in his mind where you weren't supposed to be, but there you were, and there was a ball and it was going in the other direction. What were those games like for you? Because it was almost to me in some ways like coaches matching wits as well as players for you uh, when you would play against Belichick and Brady. Yeah, I mean those games are awesome. You know, you know you're going against the best, and you know the outcome can be either way. You know, it's always going to be a close game for the most part. Um, you only can control so much. But, I mean, those are the best games because you're going against the best. Who, who didn't want to play against the best players at the time, you know, especially at quarterback position, you know, with myself being a safety and Brady being a quarterback. You know, I, I, I love that matchup any day. You know, it's just that, you know, those guys are so good, man. You had to be on point. You know, you had to be in P's and Q's at all times. 
You know, and I have so much respect for, for, for them as an organization, as a team, you know, coaches and players because, you know, what they they stood for and what they accomplished, you know. That, that's who you wanted to go against. Was it as much a mental game as a, as a physical game when you played those guys? Because there seemed to be like a chess match almost going on the whole day between you it, and Brady. It was both. <laughs> it was both <laughs> because you could easily get caught up in the swing and, and have Brady run 41 plays at you, you know, in the first half. You know, <laughs> we had games like that. You know, he's like, you played, you played a half a game already, more than a half a game, you know, when you played against those guys. So it wasn't as much. It was it was just as much as mental as it was physical when you're playing against those guys. Hey Ed, loaded question here, but you you and the Ravens had a lot of success against Tom Brady. Do you think either you or your team was in his head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, defensively. Yeah, but do you think you got in his head? Um, yeah, a little bit. But but Brady's a, he's that's the reason why we we talk about him being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know because you know the matchups and and what he did against us and how they won. You know, I mean, he, we might have did some great things, but he moved the football. You know, I was watching the game. Um, I was Super Bowl year. We played them early in the season. Like, those guys just marched the ball down there on us. I was watching it with one of our safeties, just showing them some stuff. It's like, man, they just marched the ball down there on, on, on the field on us. You know, defense just stayed on the football field. You know, I think one time we went three and out. Brady them had the ball. They punted that like seven minutes. And we were right back on the field, like five minutes left in the game or something like that. So, <laughs> I mean, it was always a physical and mental matchup going against him, man. You got to love that. Yeah, you had the two longest interception returns in NFL history, 107-yarder against Kevin Cobb and the Eagles and 106-yarder against Jeff Garcia and the Browns. How much of a 100-yard run back is conditioning and how much of it is adrenaline? I ran so many hundreds before that season, man. I mean, I sprinted so many hundreds, you know, past that mark, um, especially on the football field. I may have could have counted the steps back then on how much it took. You know, it was uh, – spreading 100 yards is easy. You know, it's just – I mean, it's not going to be at a track speed, but, you know, at that time in my life, I was in great condition, and 100 yards was, you know, that's a walk in the park. A lot of guys um, look gassed after about 60. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm good for me. I mean, that's a 56 degrees. You know, you gotta, yeah, I, I gotta get up to the driver to start having some problems. <laughs> that would be a mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ed, we all talk about you. We're all Hall of Fame voters, and and we all talk about you like most people do. That the three of us hate that you know slam dunk Hall of Famer thing we hear on TV all the time. But in your case, you are a slam dunk Hall of Famer, but you play a position that is not a slam dunk position. I mean, it's there's only nine uh, sort of full-time safety you've ever got in the Hall of Fame. Why do you think it is that the position seems to, up until you came along and Bolomalo came along, uh, almost been ignored by uh, by the Hall of Fame? Um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't answer that question uh, unless they haven't played the game. I don't know who's on staff. I don't know who's on the committee or whatnot. You know, uh, not so much caught up in that stuff. But, you know, I mean, I'm always about players, even with the draft. You know, how they draft guys and slot them and how we, you know, even in the league on how we say the quarterback position is the most, you know, this, that, or whatever. And you got guys making ridiculous amounts of money, but they can't play. So I'm all about players. I'm, I'm, I'm all about, you know, how good a player is. You know, players players at 
any position on the football field can be one of the best to ever play a game. You know, so I'm not with slotting guys, you know, position-wise, you know. So I, I only speak for greatness, you know, great, great guys, you know, great players, you know. And that can be anybody in the NFL, any position. It's not just one position or two positions that's more important than any other. That's why I won't say I'm the greatest of all time or Tom Brady's the greatest of all time because for one guy, it's in different eras. But there's always us who are going to make comparisons. That's what we do, you know, so I'm, I'm all right with that. But there will never be one guy who is just set apart, you know, from, from everybody else, as they say Michael Jordan was. But look at Kobe's stats. Look at Julius Serving. Look at, you know, guys of that caliber, you know, so – I think we're all great in our own right. So I think you need to judge accordingly. We think you're great in your own right, too, Ed, and we want to thank you for the time. Thanks so much, and best of luck with your new career as a coach. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm in the office right now. There you go. <laughs> Working You'll hard. You're there at midnight, too, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. That was former Baltimore great Ed Reed, now an assistant with the Buffalo Bills. Up next, why Ron thinks Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy's return is more bogus than Borges. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Here's an idea. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a raise, give yourself one. It's easier than you think. By refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could add hundreds of dollars each month to your bottom line, like a boss. To learn how, call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check, in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our GEICO bill with the GEICO app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the GEICO app. Thank you. The new Low Rider S. It makes the most powerful cruiser lineup in Harley-Davidson history even more powerful. So powerful that if you take one for a ride, you could win one for you and one for a friend. And that's why it's time to stop dreaming and start riding. Get started today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. 18 plus. 50 US and DC. Ends 113016. Rules at h-d.com slash ultimate sweeps. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. The 
question. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Uh-huh. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go already. You should go to MyCleanPC.com, too. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. You know, last week, the Arizona Cardinals announced they'll induct former wide receiver Roy Green into their ring of honor, and that's on October 2nd. And it struck me that, geez, I mean, Roy Green, hasn't he been named there before? I mean... Roy Green was a load, and I know you guys remember him. Uh, he was the last of the two-way players. If you remember, he played wide receiver and defensive back early in his career. But, boy, he was, I thought he was one heck of a receiver. Um, Goose, I, I guess, you know, when I saw his name, I always thought, he's got to be in the Cardinals ring of honor, right? Yeah, I, I think this would have happened sooner had the Cardinals remained in St. Louis. You know, there would have been public support for Green there. But when the Cardinals moved to Phoenix in 1988, no one in Arizona cared about Roy Green or the St. Louis era of the franchise. So there was no push to right or wrong. It's good to see that after all these years, the Cardinals themselves decided to clean up this oversight. Well, you, Goose, you know, it's funny. When I saw this, I decided to go to the Cardinals ring of honor, look it up. And Roy Green, as a matter of fact, is the first wide receiver to be inducted. But that's not the shocker. My question is, how can someone like uh, Sonny Randall or Hall of Fame tight end, Hall of Fame tight end Jackie Smith, easy for me to say, not be in? Sonny Randall caught 65 touchdown passes. That's as many as Hall of Famers Michael Irvin, Charlie Joyner, and Bobby Mitchell, and more than John Stallworth and Lynn Swan. Now, maybe that's not good enough to get you into Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it should be good enough to get you into Cardinals Ring of Honor, for right. sake. Right. And what about Jackie Smith? Yeah, good player. Well, it just shows you that the Bidwell family doesn't believe in uh, handing out rings or having a good enough team to win any rings. So, I mean, they just, rings? They don't want anything to do with rings, apparently, including their ring of honor. It's kind of people crazy. in St. Louis were upset that he dropped that pass in the Super Bowl for the Cowboys. Ronnie, I, I like it. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie. Well, this guy doesn't drop any passes. He's someone who's in our ring of honor. That's Ron Borges with this week's Borges or... Bogus. That's right. And this week, Ron, I understand you're signing up to drive the Greg Hardy welcome wagon, right? You want to <laughs> exactly. tell us why? Exactly. Well, Greg driving out of town. Exactly. Well, Greg Hardy is presently in therapy, but not in the NFL. Uh, hopefully for both parties, this is a trend that will continue. Hardy's a feared pass rusher. He had 26 sacks in his first two full, uh, his last two full seasons, and six last year when he played only 12 games after coming off a four-game suspension for violating the NFL's domestic violence policy, whatever that is. Bogus. At 27, he's on the free agent market, a victim not of economics but of his own stupidity. The quarterback sack and woman beaten, special teams coach abuse, and former pass rusher of the Panthers and Cowboys has been unable to land a job because of a checkered history of violence, insouciance. You like that word, Clarky? I love it. And utter lack of self-awareness with a pinch of self-absorption thrown in for good measure. They used to say if the Raiders let you go for off-field problems, there was nowhere to go but prison. Well, that title now belongs to Jones and the Cowboys, who dumped Hardy after a number of embarrassing statements, actions, and uh, less-than-team-friendly interpersonal relations. Now Drew Rosenhaus, agent to the idiots, has reportedly told all 32 teams that Greg Hardy is in therapy and would like a job. Supposedly he's in therapy in Mississippi, which I've never considered the capital of mental health, but I digress. Thus far, Hardy has no takers. If that remains the case, pro football will finally have made it appear even its workplace has limits. But does it? Bogus. Ray Rice has been caught in the, in the same web, both the victims of the most dangerous force in the NFL, hidden cameras. No pictures of Rice knocking out his future wife in an elevator or of Hardy's girlfriend's bruised body. And then it becomes a he said, she said, and they're all still employed. 
both became unwitting contestants in Frown, You're on Candid Camera, and that made all the difference. According to ESPN, the prevailing opinion, quote-unquote, of NFL executives is that they don't want to deal with the headaches that come with Greg Hardy. Then again, it only takes one guy who thinks he's a pass rusher away from the Super Bowl to decide that Greg Hardy is reformed, no longer a threat to the community or your team's assistant coaches. Everyone deserves a second chance. But Greg Gardy, had a, he had a second chance, and he blew it. If the NFL says enough is enough, that would not be bogus. It would be wise. Will all 32 teams be wise? It's unwise to think so. Ron, my money says he's playing for somebody by November or December. Give me a list of three teams you might think pick up the phone. Well, Cincinnati, for one, there's the boys' town of, of, of <laughs> football. Uh, Buffalo, especially with their latest news. And uh, Miami, they like to take in these kind of guys, too, so I could see them going to any of those places. Well, that is a signal. This show's going from insouciance to a close. So let's go to the two-minute drill. I ask Rick and Ron answer, and Derek Burns, our producer, he's got the clock. So let's get started. The NBA Philadelphia 76ers next year become the first major U.S. pro sports team to wear sponsors on their jerseys. Yes, sponsors. So how soon before the NFL follows, and which team will it be? The, the Cowboys. I'm only surprised the Sixers beat Jerry Jones to this punch. Patriots. Tom Brady's cookbook will be advertised. Tim McGraw's this year's act for Hall of Fame weekend. Who would you have chosen? Bob Seger in a silver bullet band. His wife, Faith Hill. Yikes. Khalil Mack says the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders could be as good as Denver. Quote, if we max out, unquote. Translation, please. That means play like the 1976, 1980, or 1983 Raiders. Translation, he's got low expectations. Jerry Jones likes the Raiders to Vegas if they have, quote, the right potential ownership, unquote. What does that mean? That means Jerry would love to own a second franchise. (laughs) That means John Gotti. (laughs) (laughs) Which decision is harder, finding a candidate you like in 2016? Or a defense in New Orleans. There's a better chance Saints find a defense in the next eight years than the two parties finding a candidate alike in the next eight years. Exactly. They have some defensive players in New Orleans. They have no candidates in 2016 for anything <laughs> except Mr. and Mrs. Uncongeniality. Well, Ron, as you know, Gronk's on the cover of Madden 17. So how Yo-ho! soon before his fantasy football stock plummets? It began plummeting in April with a ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals. <laughs> When the Madden 17 jinx has him grasping one of his injured limbs. What tip did Peyton Manning offer Ryan Tannehill? Go find a team with a pass rush. I'll tell you what the tip was. Take your no Manning in the second race at Hialeah. If Donald Trump and Paul Ryan can bury the hatchet, can Tom Brady and Roger Goodell? Who says Donald Trump and Paul Ryan can bury the hatchet? They certainly can in each other's backs. The NBA has a draft lottery. Should the NFL... Put a team Las Vegas first, then start talking lotteries. The NBA needs pub. The NFL owns Sunday. No thanks. If the Raiders move to Vegas, how soon before Borges joins them? He's already out there conducting cheerleader auditions. (laughs) I'll be there to unpack the truck. (laughs) (laughs) If you need any help with those auditions, I volunteer. We want to thank Ed Reed, Willie Gall, Mel Blunt for joining us, Ray Ryder for embracing us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this, or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, listen to this station at this time next week.
We'll look for you then. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. Motorcycle and car insurance bundled like macaroni and cheese, please. I got discounts up the wazoo. Yahoo! Saving money, riding down the open road on my bike, dropping fine rhymes, then dropping the mic. Assuming that's okay with the venue. Bundle your motorcycle and car insurance and save with Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Not a morning person? Yeah, me neither. So I'll make this simple. Bacon, egg, cheese, croissantwich. You awake yet? Good. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissantwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissantwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. Hey, treat yourself. It's the morning. Get two croissantwich for just $4 today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price of participation vary. That's not an alarm. It's a wake-up call. The 2016 Road Glide Special. With a powerful, high-output twin-cam 103 engine, big-time braking power, and Harley-Davidson Project Rushmore technology from fairing to fender. It's time to take one for a ride and start living your legend today. Wake up. Your dream starts today at your Harley-Davidson dealer. Live your legend. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms at Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still for the lowest price of any national chain. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.